You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hello. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. It's the end of January already. I know, it really is. It went very quickly. Yep. Like time always does. (laughs) It's so sad. I feel like I was looking forward to like so, because it was like my birthday month and just like a lot of fun stuff and now it's just like over. Yeah. And now, now it's one of those things where any goals that you had that you were like, Oh, June and July, I have six months for that. And now you're like, well, now you don't know. Yeah, you have five <laughs> months or four months or three months. Yeah, it goes very quickly. Yeah, that's why I don't set goals like that. Like, <laughs> I want to be able to flounder on my goals because I know I'm not going to do that. I have to set them in, like, intervals yeah. or else. Exactly, you have to do it, like, done. Yeah. every other month or something or a different thing. Because if I say, this year I'm going to do this every day, like, that's not 365 not, yeah. project. I never, never could do the 365 project. That is crazy. And um, it's basically snowing in <laughs> a lot of the yes. country. Not here. in <laughs> happened. And Florida, man, all the boots and all the coats. Well, it's funny because I normally go to New York like every January. Yeah. I, like we just happen to go every single January, and this is the first January that I haven't gone in years. Wow! And I was looking at pictures, and I was like, "Good choice, good choice, <laughs> good job, good job." <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to go to Atlanta this weekend, but like I thought about it snowed, and by that I mean like it looked like somebody took baby Ice. powder. <laughs> And, like, shook it in everyone's yard just sporadically. Yeah. And that was it. But when it snows and there's black ice, everything shuts down in Atlanta. And it takes, like, a week to recover. And oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, I mean, like, people just freak out. And they, like, when it snowed a couple years ago, like, two or three years ago, there I were no salt trucks. I remember that on the news. It and... looked like The Walking Dead. <laughs> it did. Well, it is The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, so that's what it's going to look like when the zombies come in and, you know, take you over know. the world. So I do not have any regrets. I did get like sort of sick over the weekend, which was sad. That is uh, not because I did not get to enjoy a snowmageddon as much as I wanted to because I was sleeping the whole time. Yeah, I feel like everyone in Florida, even though there's no snow at all, but most people are like, "Oh my God, it's freezing!" And everyone, like a lot of people, have yeah. like blankets and they're like curled up for the weekend. Like it's it's been it's nice. <laughs> I, I, I say for me, I've been like, this is perfect weather for me because my yeah. my favorite type of weather is actually. From 40 degrees to 70 degrees. Yes. That's, like, the range that Accurate. I like. So I've been outside, like, as much as possible trying to, like, soak in right, all, all of the, the cold. And, like, my curly hair just, like, loves it. Seriously. So, I, I like, my hair actually <laughs> looks good. Like, it, my hair never looks good in no. Florida. Like, I just don't even try in Florida. But, like, lately it's been popping. It's been great. I'm transitioning to natural hair and I think I'm going into month eight. Yeah. And so I did a Bantu knot twist out on Saturday and it looks so good. Yeah, it's like when, you, <laughs> it when, so when it's great. cold, when it's cold, it reminds you like this is why I rock my natural hair yeah. because it looks so amazing. And I'm so jealous of people that live up north. Because their hair looks great And that's like their the reality. Time. And their skin too. Yeah. it's good for your skin. Yeah, it was. Uh, makes me jealous. 
so sad. But Thursday, we actually had the opportunity to go to Florida Tech Match, which is the first time they ever did I it. I saw that, and I like um, I didn't even know what you were doing. Yeah. And I was like, that looks really fun. What's happening? <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, Tuesday, we got an email that was like confirmation of all of the companies we were going to meet with. It's basically speed dating for companies. So you have okay. like 20 minutes to sit down. They actually blow a horn. Like, legitimately blow a horn and, like, switch or whatever. But it was cool. Um, It happened during the Economic um, Business Summit, I think, was happening at the convention center. So we were at the convention center from 11 to 5. But it was super nice. Like, it was way better than I expected. And we got to talk to some great companies. We talked to OCPS, which is Orange County Public Schools. And they were really helpful about finding things out for our business and learning how to work with the government as contractors. It's a little scary because we've never done that, but it... They have so many great opportunities. I'm like, why not? We might as well do it. Yeah, absolutely. And they're they're huge. They're the second largest uh, yeah, school county seriously. in And Florida, they actually, so. like, take work from all of the other businesses in all of the counties. So, because I'm like, we don't live in Orange County. She's like, that's okay. We take work from everyone. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's great. I mean, you're right on the edge, yeah. so it's fine. But we met with a lot of different colleges about some mentoring possibilities with Valencia and Seminole and... Just doing different things, which is nice. And we met with some smaller companies, private healthcare. It was great. It was just interesting because we got in and, like, you know, we're like, we know all of the people here. Basically, all the tech people that we see all of the time were here kind of doing the same thing. And it wasn't really competitive. We're all, like, giving each other tips and how to talk with this person. So it's really, like... Friendly in the tech community in Orlando, which is community nice. Community over competition. All of the time. Yeah, it works All out day, a lot, right? Because you, you get to work with these people. Like, if no one, like, company works on one major project, like, you kind of hire out. Because you don't have the capacity to develop, like, gigantic websites on your own. You have to hire different people. So, it was nice to see all of the people. and That's awesome. Do all the things. It was nice. Well, anyways, today we're going to be getting into newsletters, which is a really interesting topic because I do not have one. No, Charisma does not have a newsletter. (laughs) In the how many years of internetness? Yeah, I know it's really bad because I've I've been full time with my business since two thousand and nine. Yeah, and I don't know, like I just it's always been that one thing that I'm like I need one of those, but like I've never sat down. To really learn all right. the tools. Because I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. And yeah. I, I have people that will be like, oh, like, I'll help you throw something together. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, if I'm going to do it, I want to take the time, know why right. I'm doing it, know how I'm doing it, have it have a purpose. And um, lately you've been doing, your newsletter has been kind of about newsletters lately. Yeah, literally. Kind of yeah. My newsletter, newsletter is about year. newsletters. This yeah, year, it's, it's like newsletter boot camp. It is, basically. it is. Basically the first half of the year I have planned just different series about different newsletters. And we just finished the creating a better newsletter. And now I think we're going into finding the audience for the newsletter, which is a little bit different than growing your audience. I'm finding your audience. And we'll talk about that later. But I don't love newsletters. I hate them. Yeah. (laughs) I hate most newsletters. I don't like reading them. I feel like it's a chore. I don't like writing them. I I didn't like writing them. Now I'm finding that I enjoy it because I've changed what I'm doing because I thought I had to do things to be in an industry standard, and that was the why for me, is that I need to be like everyone else to sell paper products. Like, that's what the newsletter's for. Get people yeah. to read my blog. And 
Well, and I will say, like, I don't really love newsletters either. And I will say, in all fairness, I don't really sign up for a lot anymore just because I'm so over right. it. But I will say that, honestly, like, I if I had to name, like, one newsletter that I actually like, it's yours. And I'm not saying that because we're friends. Because probably, like, two years ago, I didn't like your newsletter. <laughs> right. But now no, I, honestly, I didn't like it. Really I didn't even it. like it. Yeah. And I was writing it. And I'm yeah. like, why am I doing this? And it was because... you know, like, we're honest like that. Yeah. But I'm like, now I really love your newsletter. And, like, especially with this new series, like, when I get it, I feel like it's just enough that like I'm actually learning taking it all in and being able to once right. I do have my own newsletter it's something that I'll be able to apply yeah but it's like it's the perfect amount of information and it's presented in the perfect way and I feel like lately I found myself unsubscribing from a ton of newsletters so many just because they're just from. they're like a hot mess or it's just information every day or information yeah. overload or not enough information or it's no like I feel like it's no information and it's all sales because it's yes, like hey here's salesy. some information but just so you know I'm signing you up for an e-course or an e-book yeah. Yeah. Or like sign Very up for salesy. my Twitter chat or my webinar, and that's there's nothing wrong being infopreneur. I think that's what they call themselves these days. But there comes a time and a place to actually give content that's worth reading, especially if you're invading people's mailboxes. Like I don't want to yeah. go to my inbox, spend time checking my email, waste time reading something that a is not beneficial for me, or is asking me to spend money on something that I really didn't need because a lot of yeah, tips like, are useless don't sell to me I feel like so hard like I understand like selling but like when you're selling me so hard in yeah. my inbox it feels like you've come into my house right. and it almost feels like a door-to-door salesman yeah like if I'm on your Instagram or I'm on your Facebook or whatever I get it a little bit more it's like okay this is your domain that I'm coming to and I understand I'm going to be sold to I'm coming here to be sold to but in a newsletter it's like I understand if you're like hey you know Sometimes there's people that will be like, hey, we're having a sale off of this course or whatever. But there are certain right. people out there who that is literally... And they email you seven times Seven times about week. the same course <laughs> or the same whatever. And it's like, and, you know, it's just like, buy this, buy this, right. buy this. And it's like, whoa, I am feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. If I didn't sign up for this the first time, I won't do it the seventh time. And there's some things, like, I do need email reminders about. And there are some companies that are really good about doing that. And I'll talk about that later. But I just really want to, I think everyone needs to think about why they need newsletters. Because I think we had just been pushed in our heads as bloggers for the past like couple of years that we need newsletters because you need thousands yeah. of people to know you exist. And yeah. that's not what, do you really well, need that? And I was going to say, like, I really want to get into the why. Because yeah. for me, um, you know, I was a photographer for a long time. And I didn't really feel like as a photographer, I needed a newsletter. I know right. that there's photographers that have them. And if that works for you, great. But for me, I just felt like... I knew most of my clients, like, would talk to them. They, right. were, they were following my Facebook page and, and following me in different areas and were being engaged. And I didn't really feel, feel like I needed to remind them, like, hey, it's time for, <laughs> you know. Now, I will say that during the holidays, because I hate that everybody waits till like, November and December right. to get their it pictures done. it would have been done. beneficial. To well, no, what I would do is I would just make an email, like, kind of like a blanketed document right. in, um like late August yeah, and early September, I would start, I would say like, okay, I'm going to send out 10 today right. to certain clients. And I would send it to clients that I honestly knew were going to like, yeah. they were going to want my they services, were gonna hire you again. but, um, they might forget and, and exactly. call me November 1st and be like, Hey, let's do this. So for me, I didn't feel like I needed one at that time. Now I kind of feel like, you know, switching gears into consulting, it really would be beneficial, but it's the same thing as like, I don't want to have someone come to my site, sign up 
and then overload their inbox. So right. it's like the why I think is so important. It's like, why exactly will I need yeah, it? Why exactly. exactly are people sending out newsletters? I'm sure that the answer varies for different people, no matter what they're doing. But for you, why do you say that you personally, not like speaking to a, another person, right. but why do you personally? I personally use it because... A, I just like having the information from the people who are coming to my site or who are interested enough to keep reading on a deeper level. And I think that was the purpose of newsletters. And I remember being told, like, your newsletter is who you're selling to and this is your list and da da da. But it, I mean, it is true that that information is valuable because you really don't have the information. You don't get a list of people who subscribe to your blog. You can see it on blog loving as a platform, but you can't like yeah. message those people one-on-one -on -one and being like, Hey, thank you for reading. Thank you for reading. Thank you for reading. So I feel like it does capture the audience on the sales side of studio for her paper. It's important because these people have bought from me before and I want them to be interested or remind them that there are things basically like you said with photography that I'm creating new things. And if they're interested, come look at it, but now I'm taking a step back from doing that. Mm -hmm. It's just I haven't been, like, really salesy on the paper side because I'm trying to figure out how to but do say, that. But you're not, like, I will say, like, when you say, hey, I've got some new content, yeah. you can come check it out. You don't write to me 80 times <laughs> no. to say it. No. It's just, like, an update of, like, and that's fine. It's like, hey, it's the new season. I have yeah. new cards out for the shop or I have new paper out for the shop. And come check it out. I'd love right. to check it out. It's not like do it now, like <laughs> or they're all gonna be gone. They're all gonna, yeah, like it's not like there's only yeah. five spaces left. Like it's not <laughs> like that. And and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody who does that sort of thing. I just for me personally, it does for the way that I like to you. shop. Yeah, it makes me very anxious to for somebody to be like, ah. Whereas yours is like, hey, you know, I got these new designs up. I'm going to have a discount code. It's going to last for a pretty decent <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> My discount code lasts way too yeah. long. So it's like, it's so I, I feel like I have enough time to really like make sure that it's the product that I want right. and go in and still get that. It's not like if you don't, because sometimes you're going through your email address or your email inbox at the beginning of the day and you're, you're like in work mode and you yeah. don't necessarily have time to, a, a, you know, go through with each. Mode. Yeah. yeah. And so I can say like, oh, I'm going to come back to this email later and I'm going to go ahead and buy these things. Yeah. Whereas the other ones are like, if you don't do it right now, you'll explode. <laughs> it's just like, it's so over I the wish top. that you could do voices for email newsletters and the clips. And Even I the would voices like, that, like, that's what I hear. I like, that's to them. what I hear. I definitely think from the paper People side. People can hire me for that, by the way. If you, I will, want, I if you I, want me to record I I your email. Too. I think I will do that. Like, I seriously. will voice it. I, um, what's important to me, going forward is not just introducing new products, but explaining the story behind them. Because like I, the model of Studio 4 for paper is creating stories through paper. And that's literally experiences and memories. And that's literally what I want to do. But I feel like now I've released products and not really explained why. <laughs> and there's actually a reason why I released every single product. So I think I want to do more of that in a way that gets people engaged and not like I love that buy idea. it but well, I was gonna say because something like when a design really speaks to you and and it could speak to you for different reasons but it's like you had the oh happy day card right. and that spoke to me so much and I just wanted you to make it a print so bad I was like this needs to be <laughs> a like a print. huge print because it just like it really really spoke to me and I'm sure that like I would love to hear the story of 
why yeah. they came to be right. and everything like that. And I, that would just definitely add to it. So I can definitely see where that would be yeah. amazing. And just having that across all platforms, I think your newsletter definitely needs to be extension of your brand extension in a positive way. I think Not that a reiteration yes. of your brand, but an extension. It's I think a that that's the perfect thing. why is that to have an extension of your brand. Yeah, totally. I think that when you're really finding your target market, being able, cause that's the thing is when you're on social media, you are speaking to your target market, but you're also out in the open speaking to everyone. Right. You know, hopefully you're getting your target market, but you might be getting some other people as well. But when it's your newsletter, these are, these are your people. These are yeah. the people that have signed up that want to hear information. And I think that that should be taken very seriously, like almost like a responsibility yeah, to no, provide totally them is. with like the best newsletter that you can and the best content. And to remember like, yes, they probably are going to be the people that buy from you, but you don't need to make it so pushy, right. so over the top. And different things do different newsletters. I literally write four to five newsletters for four to five different companies like a week. So yeah. I know like different purposes. I know that there's sometimes you need to just reiterate content. Like I do a newsletter for a edu- early education center. They need to send out their blog posts to their clients, like to the parents, because they're not going to read it. Yeah. I, as a parent whose kid is in the school, I don't even like read the blogs. I should because I manage the website, but I don't always read them. <laughs> um, so if I don't always read them, it's great that they just send me an it's email a once reminder. a week and they're yeah. like, hey, this is what's happening in case you didn't notice it on the big digital board when you walked in or see the flyer saying up in the teacher's classroom. It's literally like, we send you this several yeah. times, whereas I do it for like a church and that's more of, this is what's happening, like, mm-hmm. more events. So we're just posting, like, calendar events. And that one has, like, 400-something people. Those people don't live here. They really don't come to this church. But people will travel just if they see, like, we have yeah. a speaker coming this weekend who people love. So sending out the information just saying, hey, like, just letting you know this person's going to be here. RSVP and share this to somebody. So they have the ability to forward it. Which is really, it's just different purposes for different newsletters, but you really need to think about why you're doing it for yourself. And I think creative entrepreneurs have been shoved a bunch of stuff yes. for the past like three years, and we really need to think about why we're doing well, it. Well, and I want to say I'm really glad that I decided to not do one until I really felt that I needed yeah. one, because I do feel like, I hope, and with a lot of your guidance, because I'm going to be calling you for help. But, like, I hope that my newsletter is one that people really love to see in their their inbox, you I know? I have an idea, oh, and I'm going to talk to you about it later. Yay! Okay, <laughs> Yay. it's a secret. You guys yeah, can't no, know. We, you won't know about it, because I just thought about it. Yay. But, so, okay, so with newsletters, um, and... With you being, you know, obviously great with design. I think that design is such a big part of it. Right. When I open my inbox and I see something that is just, like, really busy or overwhelming, <laughs> I'm just like, ooh. And here's another thing. With the sales thing, I think that the way it's designed can make a difference, too. Oh, totally. I'm sure that somebody could present, you know, the same sort of idea of, like, hey... There's only four spots left, blah, blah, blah. Right. But how it's designed makes a big difference if it comes across as being, like, pushy or if it comes across as, yeah. like, this is very enjoyable. When you think about design, I actually wrote down, so I was talking about companies that sell me things that make me want to buy them. And I think about someone like Rifle Paper Company. Okay, Who yes. sends out emails quite, I mean, once a week, surely, or maybe even once every two weeks about their sales or their new product. But it's literally just, like, a picture or two pictures 
and a paragraph, and that's it. Like, yeah. and the links to their social media or their site, and that's it. And it's beautiful, so it's beautiful. Clean. Yeah. And I honestly have bought so many things from Rifle <laughs> just because I'm like, oh, I can save 30% on calendars. Yes, I will, Anna, going right yeah. now. And it's really well designed. I also think about Starbucks, who sends an email every day. Yeah. And I open them every day because they're so pretty. <laughs> like, I'm like, they how are. did they design them, and what did they use? Or I'm like, trying to look up their HTML and trying to find fonts, and it's crazy, but they're really beautiful. Like, it just makes a big difference on how things look. And so, how do you make a newsletter beautiful? Because I have no idea how. So, <laughs> the thing is, there are different, and there's a gallery about beautiful newsletters, and I'm going to put that link to the show notes for um, inspiration, because it literally is from MailChimp, and they share, like, newsletters that are worth reading and look good. Um, I use MailChimp, which is free and probably the most popular service. Everybody remembers it from Serial, MailChimp, and that really yeah. cute kid. Um, but it it's a drag-and-drop editor. So if you have absolutely no code experience, you can literally just drag things and drop things. It's a WYSIWYG, which is what you see is what you get. So that's the same thing you use in WordPress. Okay. Change the fonts. But you can also code custom templates, which is a little bit Is yours tricky. a coded? I did a coded one. For a long time last year, and it looked great. I loved it, but I just didn't have the time to keep doing it. So I switched back to a template. I really like yours right now. It's really, I mean, it's really like you could do, I will show you how to do, you just drag it say, I have, I technically have MailChimp. I just ha- I haven't got, I signed up. Right. I haven't gotten to the point of actually trying yeah. to do Yeah, and the only reason why I use MailChimp, honestly, compared to something like Campaign Monitor, which is like the one of, all of these are integrated, by the way, with MailChimp. Um, is $9 a month. It's probably a little bit easier and more intense, but it's $9 a month, and right now I'm paying for a lot of services. Yeah. Like, I pay for my accounting software and all these things. So once I get to the point where I feel like I need to invest in my newsletter, I probably will switch to Campaign Monitor, but right now MailChimp is fine for me. But it's really simple to just drag and drop things, and I think imagery has a lot to do with it. I think if you pick better stock pictures or you take better pictures, it can change the way your newsletter looks. And also, if you use better tools... I know bloggers love Canva <laughs> to death. And somebody, I, maybe I just need to go to Canva and figure out, like, what it is. Because I've never used it. And I teach like people Canva. how to use it the right way. Because I know... I don't use it a lot. But, I mean, I've used it yeah. here and there for, like, when I need something really quick. And right. I either, A, don't want to pay to outsource exactly. it. Exactly. I think B, it, it's going to take totally. me too long. I think it's to- that's it. the reason why you should use Canva because it's, it's beautiful from what I've seen. People can create beautiful things, but not everybody does. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is like, it's, it's one of those things that quote unquote enables everyone to be a graphic right. designer. But the thing is, is that I know enough to know that, to know like when I can put something together right. and when, and to when I someone. need to hire someone who yeah. is better than I am. And I also um, think hiring a graphic designer to create block template, gra- template graphics for you a quarter would be cheaper and probably better for your brand and increase awareness of your newsletter than going true. into Canva, wasting four hours on your own, trying to put together a simple header that may not even look that great. And I don't know if it's the exporting that people have problems with. I don't with, know. The when I use it, I only use it for like, like I've used it before. For example, I can think about the top of my head. When marriage equality became legal, right? I used it because I was like, I need to make just a quick right graphic <laughs> for Equal and Forever's um, right, yeah. Instagram yeah. page. So I made just like a quick graphic for that. Um, and that's like the only thing that I can think of, really. I just, I don't know... Most graphics what I happen in, I just, I just know Photoshop some or... people do it really well, 
And some people do not do it very well. I think, well. I think that that really goes back to just... Just having an eye for design. Yeah, and I think that like with something like Photoshop, people can't just be like, I'm just going to... Right. Go into Photoshop and figure it out. Like, or I unless can't find you already the know how to do, do it, or you're, yeah. you know, it's you have to have a little bit more commitment when it comes to Photoshop. You don't when it comes to Canva. So right. I think it's just one of those things that people jump into and sometimes maybe are trying to do something that right. they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it totally is. If you're unsure, to me, the best thing to do is just hire a designer. That's always my, as a designer, I always just yeah. tell people to hire designers. I'm not the designer you want to hire. Do not hire me. I will charge you an obscene amount of hire money. Mo- <laughs> like, hire <laughs> Melissa, hire depending like Melissa. on what it is. Well, say, so, like, I've hired Melissa for things like, um... Not newsletter related, but I needed to have a document done for right. for the vendor guide. And I knew that I could do it, and I knew that it would take me a million years. Exactly. Just because I'm a very, like, when it comes to design, I'm very slow. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hire her to do it. And she did it really quick and did everything yeah. I wanted, and it was perfect and awesome. And so I mean, I think about people. I may hire somebody for the newsletter then, because yeah. I really want it to be awesome. Or I'm just going to, like, trick you into, like... <laughs> Making it because you love like, newsletters. Hey, girl, hey. No, I totally like, there are some things that I do work with. Like, if somebody has a passion project, like, there have been companies last year, I think maybe we talked about this before. Um, people have approached me and said, I need you know, I need help with this, or I don't know what to do, and I've just been like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I literally yeah, just you, do you it. You love newsletters free. so much, but there's sometimes I... I just love to do it, and I'm just like, I just want to do it because I've been working on this project and it's a nightmare, and I'd rather make something pretty and girly. I never get to work with pretty girly things, whereas Melissa gets to work with it all the time, and I'm like, I'm so jealous of your life! <laughs> um, but now that she, like, worked on one, like, not girly thing, I'm like, never work on girly things again! True, true. <laughs> um, but it just, I, if I really want to do something, I'll do it. So I'm, I'm gonna uh, just open MailChimp in front of you and just, like, move my computer towards you <laughs> and be like, this is MailChimp! What are we doing? <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with what your brand is and just keeping your brand consistent. So if you have really good branding to begin with, your identity design is perfect, you shouldn't have a problem putting together a well-put-together like, well newsletter. You should have worked with a designer who got you a branding guide and said, these are the fonts, these are the colors, keep this all together and you should be able to apply that on your own. If you did not buy that, then you need to work with somebody who can help you do that. Now, as far as like headers and columns and, you know, all, all of that different, like what are, what's one part that you're like, you should definitely have this? Because I've seen like a ton of different layouts, but like what's something that you're like, this is the part that you think yeah. you need? One thing that I just added to my newsletter, which I didn't know, and I honestly think it's been beneficial, is adding in like, the ability to share the newsletter. Like, there's, like, a little widget in MailChimp that says share or email or tweet or whatever. And I've never done that for some reason until this year. I never had it in because, A, I don't think I knew it existed, or, B, I was like, people aren't going to share this. But people do forward emails, and it's a lot helpful, more helpful than just saying forward because then that gives people the ability to receive it in the way that it yes, was formatted. Exactly. And just the janky way that their email, whatever, client that they use um, puts it together. So I think that has helped me a lot, and I would recommend that for everybody. Having the link to be able to view it in the browser, because some things don't look great in email clients. Like, you just don't know what email client people are using. They could be using Thunderbird, which is a couple of years old, you know, with Firefox's email client. Um, Mozilla's Firefox. Mozilla's email client. <laughs> um, Thunderbird, which I used to use at work, but... I haven't used it in so long, so I don't know how my emails look when people open up in Thunderbird or if they use just the regular mail app in your Mac or whatever. So you really should have the ability to open it up in a browser. 
Um, I don't really think there are several things. I just think it should be clean and consistent, mm-hmm. and I think you should not have really large fonts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've gotten newsletters, Fair. and I swear the font size is at, like, 20. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you yelling I at me? I think that that's when it gets really intense yeah. for me when someone's selling in that large, large, large yeah, font. Yeah, large, large, like, large oh font, gosh. and, like, the, like letting and the kerning and everything's all smushed and I'm like how did you do like I don't understand who told you to put that together in the way that it was just make sure that everything is consistent and people can read it I think if people knew more about type yeah they would choose better type now we talked a little bit about content and kind of how you know it's an extension of your brand and you don't want to like you can sell but you don't want to be so pushy that you're you know, being over the top with it. Right. Um, but getting into content, um, what do you think? Cause I mean, you know, you're coming up with a content fair blog, you're coming up with content for all these different areas. Where and how do you come up with the content for your newsletter? I feel like in your planning session, first of all, you should always write down many ideas you have. That's where apps like Evernote come into handy. You just put it on your phone and you're like, I just thought of something brilliant. Write it down. Whenever You should always put time aside, and I always do this, to write down all the, the content or the ideas that I have. And that way I can have, like, columns. Blog column. <laughs> newsletter yeah. column. Podcast column. Or sevenality mm-hmm. column. Or, you know, whatever. Just a tweet. Or a Facebook post. Or an Instagram post. And that really has helped me um, be able to just categorize things and know what goes where. To me, newsletters should be short a newsletter from someone and I, I love them dearly as a person but it had to have like 15,000 words in it wow. it was ridiculous and wow. I showed David I was like this is the craziest thing I ever <laughs> I've ever seen and it was like a really open and honest like you know heart point that should be a blog post well I was just gonna say so I've seen <laughs> newsletters where they're kind of organized into columns and they'll like talk about like these yeah. sort of things going on and then I've seen newsletter and that's like I guess what I think of like what, you know, like back in when newsletters used to be hand, like by hand, like a right. church bulletin newsletter right. or whatever, it's that's kind of what it up. was. But then I'll also see newsletters that are like, here's a thought that I had and I'm kind of sharing this. And then I'll also see newsletters that are like, here's a thought that I had and I'm sharing it to buy this. Right. So do you think that people should switch between the different ways? Do you think that they should or stick to kind of like one way of doing it? I feel like you should experiment and check your open rate. Because if you don't look at the statistics that come from your newsletters, then why are you doing it? And I've noticed since I've broken it up by different columns and having basically two columns in every paragraph, it is my open rate has like exploded. Like I think I'm almost at 30% open rate, which is ridiculous for the industry that I'm in. Like that's usually it's like yeah. 17, 10 to 17%. So it's just really important to know what works and knowing that that has helped me. I'll never go back to writing like a big long paragraph, which I never really did. Yeah, but breaking but it up into just different types of columns has helped. If your readers like reading 15,000 word emails and it's working for you, then you should keep doing it. I'm I don't think maybe that's true. If you're like, if you're like a writer <laughs> right. and that's what you you do, then yeah. Maybe. And I feel like even the writers, I'm subscribed to the newsletter of a girl who writes Sailor Moon fan. She used to write Sailor Moon fan fiction. Of course she's like you a, are. <laughs> she's a real writer though now. Like, um, what's her name? Uh, she writes the Cinder series. Oh my goodness. I just okay. know her fan fiction name is Alicia Blade, and I can't, like, think of her real name. But she writes The Cinder, and okay. then she's, like, yeah, um, I heard of it. that series. It's pretty large. Yeah, she's really popular. But I subscribed 
when she was Alicia Blade, like, five years ago. And I remember she would just write, like, a short paragraph and say, hey, guys, these stories are updated. Or she's like, I just got a book deal. And we were really excited about it. And that's all she did. And she still sends them, like, once a year. She doesn't even (laughs) send them, like, (laughs) anymore. Like, once a year, she'll be like, got a new book coming out. I'm so excited. You guys are still reading this newsletter. I can't believe I've come this far, you know. And I'm really, like... Appreciate it. So I don't even think that's a writer thing. I don't know. So basically, if you think if, if it's too long, make it into a post. To me, that's my like response. Because um, if you have something private to say, and I've also seen other bloggers do this, and I've unsubscribed from somebody's post before, is that they like basically went in on another blogger in their newsletter because you didn't have the internet Man. balls, I guess, to go <laughs> into it on your blog. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, don't use is. your newsletter to bash other people at behind their backs. That's not what a newsletter is for. If you can't be brazen, first of all, I can screenshot a newsletter and exactly. send it to the person. So you're not being, like, clever or anything. So it totally threw me off with this person. I had no idea that that was the type of person they were. And I was like, mm, unsubscribe. No, thank you. What's, like, okay, so let's try to think of, like, what are, like, things that would make us hit the unsubscribe button. For me, it's definitely, oh. like, I would say, like, we should get into frequency, because yeah. if you are, right if now. you're, if you have, like, I, I understand if there's something, like, big happening, but if every day I'm getting, like, two to three yeah. newsletters, I'm probably gonna hit unsubscribe. Definitely. Um, I think that if... You know, at the same time, if I never, I don't want to say if I never get a newsletter, but, but I will if say I that when, when I do you. get them and they're not quality content, right? Like if it's like if I'm getting like one a month or less than that, and then when I'm when I'm getting them, they're it's just like not about anything. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl, hey, that's gonna be I'm gonna Bye. hit that unsubscribe button. Yeah, that's a deal to me. Um, it's just like a blog, like if it's poorly written. I'm unsubscribing. Yes. If it's ugly, I'm sorry. I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> I'm a shallow graphic designer. I don't mind simpl. To me, simplistic is better than having a newsletter filled with really tacky graphics. I'd rather you just write the text and just put links. I'd rather that, and I've subscribed to people who do that, and that works for me, versus having like these a whole bunch of stuff, pictures happening. and weird headers and weird borders, and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Unsubscribe, please. I don't like really long newsletters. Yeah, and I, I know you pointed out in your last newsletter that people need to proofread, just like with a blog post. Totally, and I think we don't do, like, I'm guilty. I totally send out things, I'm like, I gotta send it out, because if I don't, then the internet gods will be really mad at me and shut down my blog, and then <laughs> I just send it to the email, and then I go back and read it, I'm like, there are 15 typos in this, I should have stopped and read I make John read every right. single thing that goes, like, first of all, I read it, like, multiple yeah. times, and I, I, I don't write in WordPress, because I want to have the errors come up. So I normally write in Word, um, but then I go through it like a double, triple time, and then I normally have John go through it as well because I'm crazy. But it's funny because I really love like when you, when you're sending like an email or whatever and you do like spell check and then it goes, you're perfect. And I'm like, I know. I know. Well, actually, (laughs) it's so funny for Heart and Hustle because we're sharing it. It's not just me being like, whatever, I am who I am. I turned on the proofreading in WordPress that's built in so that it could, like, knock me up and be like, don't send that, that has ears. And it's yeah. helped me. And then when I get perfect, I really get excited. I'm like, I did this perfectly, you guys. Yep. Thank you. Oh, spelling. It's so wonderful. It's great. Yeah, I think frequency has, a like, we you need to know what's good for your audience. To me, once a week is usually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Once a month works for me. There are newsletters that I'm subscribed to that only send me something once a month. That's fine. Once a quarter... 
if it's good, I'm I'm not complaining. But anything to me more than once a week, I'm usually turned off by it. That's just my preference. I don't know. They say it works. Like a lot of people, industry leaders or whatever, say it works. But for me, I think that the no most you. that I probably not even myself, but just on the receiving end, the most I want is three times a week. The most. Yeah. I mean, the most. Yeah. That's if your newsletter is awesome, and but it's like if you're in my inbox three times a week, how could I even forget about you? Because I, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's like you're you're always you're there, there. You're there. So but you don't I, need to remind me every time I open that you're yeah, there. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's like if three times a week you can give me three separate reasons to open, right. by all means. But if you're giving me the same information three times, which is unfortunately more often what I see. Um, yeah. that's not, <laughs> just not send okay. me the one once a week and that would be good. Yeah. I'm <laughs> that okay would be with preferred. once a week. I don't think there's any newsletter that I've subscribed to personally that sends something more than once a week. Unless it was like, you know, they have something like a special and they send something twice like in a week, but like consistently like three times a week. Yeah. Like their main been, newsletter yeah. once a week and then Whoa, if something is that's happening crazy. that's happy out of the norm, yeah. exciting, they'll send that extra. That's crazy. Well, I yes. definitely have signed up for, I won't name any names, but I signed up for quite a few people. I would say like five people yeah. that send at least one a day. And I'm just like, first of all, I'm a little confused because I'm just like, how do you even have the time? Like, yeah. that's what I want to know first. <laughs> what is your just day be like? like? Can you just let me know like how you have enough yeah. time to do all this? But then also I, they're unfortunately, they're not really about much. Yeah. They're just um, like, Hey, this happened. Well, Thanks. they're, they're mostly like, um, you know, buy this. Hey, you can still buy this. <laughs> or, hey, there's only two chances left to buy this. And it's like, or occasionally it'll be like a webinar, which I love webinars. I think webinars are so great. Um, and I do need reminders about them for sure because there's right. always a lot of different things going on. And But I don't need five in a day. No. That's no. one a day is going to... To me, if your webinar comes with a calendar option, which it always should... And this is the reason why I don't watch a lot of webinars, because if I can't add it to my Google Calendar, or any calendar for that matter, then why do I need to go to you for advice? Um, <laughs> that's just like a must to me. Like, if I go to any business webinar and you do a new software, or you're in like a corporate corp like a corporate office or something, and you have a webinar, there's usually something to add to your calendar. And recently there was one on Thursday that I was really excited about. I think it was an Instagram webinar. I had to miss it. Because I was at Florida Tech Max, which I'm just really sad about it. But that was the only one that I've seen in a long time that allowed me to add to my calendar. I don't know why people, let me add your webinars to your calendar. I wish I got email lists, like emails consistently about Twitter chats. I think that's yes. probably beneficial. Add me yes. to your Twitter chat email list. That Absolutely. will help me. Because like, I don't know when they are. Remind me. Well, <laughs> I have like I have like a good like two blog posts. Yeah, you're really pinned. good about and it. And I, what I do actually is I write them into my, um, on your calendar, my calendar. Your planner. And it's weird because like I normally don't schedule much in the evenings. Like right. after six or seven, I'm not looking at my planner yeah. like, hey, what's going on next? Um, but I do that for, for chats. And so I kind of like weigh my options for the week and I say, because it's, you know, it cuts into other time, obviously, like my downtime and whatever, because I right. work during the day and they're normally, a lot of the good ones are right, like in the evening. Yeah. And I'm normally either working out or like I'm having dinner or, you know, exactly. just hanging out with John. So I don't necessarily love to do those um, in the evening. I, I wish there were more of them during the day, to be honest. 
But um, what I do is, like, I'll know that that day, like, okay, babe, I'm going to be doing a Twitter chat from 7 to 8. It's a really good one. And then he'll be like, all right, I'm going to go work on, like, computer yeah. stuff for me. So so that's kind of how I do it, and I keep up with them that way. And I really like them. Like, I'm kind of, like, experimenting with which ones I want to do. Unfortunately, right. there's a lot that come around once a month that are some of my favorite ones. every time. And it's and like, that's the black creative chat. Yes. I never know what I've it is. I've done it one time. Ah, I, I know it. when it is normally, but the thing is, is that it'll be a lot of the times like that one time a month that, that I'm busy. Something. Yeah. So I wish it was every week because I've done it once and it was one of the best That's why I, I literally, they retweet things from the black creative chats and if yeah. you don't know it's my creative connection and I always love everything that everyone says during the chat and I yes. need to get into one because I feel like I'm so inspired well, just see, by the retweets. and whoever like you know like first of all I was really like it was the most um intimidated I probably was doing a chat because everybody was just like amazing yeah I feel like everyone's like when you're introducing it. yourself and like you're looking at what other people do and whatever you're like oh my goodness like this is this is the real deal but they are so welcoming and so awesome uh, and there's just so much creativity flowing I need and to it's get just, that on my fantastic. calendar and do the next one if there's think. a lot of depth to that conversation yeah. whereas I feel like some some other chats um it's just a lot of like what do you eat for breakfast? Well, it's just kind of like we're going to ask these questions, but they're not really um, fostering yeah. a lot of like conversation. Right. Like it's like everybody answers their own question, and then maybe there's a few likes, but it's yeah. not really. I creating feel like those I want something with interaction and something that helps me feel inspired when I'm done. If I because yes. I feel like it's a networking event, mm-hmm. so if I go to networking event for an hour and I don't feel like I met anybody, or I don't feel inspired. Then why did I spend time doing it? Well, that's exactly how I feel when I when I finish a great Twitter chat. I feel walked away. And exactly, I feel you're like, like this oh is my awesome. god, this is. I walk away like feeling so inspired. Yeah, and honestly, if you you write a newsletter the right way, people can, yeah. you know, close you out your newsletter and feel that way, I feel like. They can be like, wow, this is really... Yeah. Especially for those of us like me who's who I go to my inbox first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, well, after, like, I uh, go on Instagram, but... Like, <laughs> after I get ready, I should say, like, it's not, like, first right. thing. Like, I shower and eat and do all the grown-up well, things. Well, I hope then, you do. <laughs> I don't assume that you just roll then, over and I just want to be specific because I used to, like, roll over and be like, email time. But now I'm a lot more balanced, so <laughs> I wake up You're... and do all the grown-up things. And then I my first work task of the day is normally email. I just like to get through yeah. at least half of it um, because I that's how I stay on top of it. If I don't spend time on it every morning, then it'll pile up and then I feel anxious when I have too many in there. Um, and so when I'm, I do try to just open up stuff as it's coming, not as it's coming through, but in, in the order that it came through. And so when I'm opening up a newsletter and it's inspiring in the morning, like that's always a great thing to see. You're like high five. I've gotten some good stuff in. So one thing that I see in newsletters in blog posts, in webinars, literally everywhere that I turn on the internet yep. is um, the message of grow your list. This is how to grow your list. Get Ten your steps list. to growing your Gigantic. list. Gigantic. Yes. Thousands of people. And, <laughs> you know, I don't have a list at all at this point in time because I'm a newsletter. I'm on your list. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm on. a real life list. <laughs> um, no, but so I don't have a list at all. And so going into it... Um, you know, starting from scratch, I'm kind of thinking like, all right, this whole grow your list thing, how am I going to do that? How do I feel about that? Um, and I, I don't know, for me, 
I guess it would like it's always cool to see an impact when you have a like a lot of followers it's like oh this is cool like if you're trying to spread spread something positive or happy or whatever and if people are loving your business it's always like a great feeling to see a higher number for sure right. but at the same time and I know we've talked about like numbers before with social media and stuff like I don't know that I need to have my newsletter be like oh right. this is a million people for me to feel like it's hitting the people where it needs to be. I feel like yeah. for me, I really want it to be the people that are going to be either a, my clients or B are going to benefit from right. my newsletter and actually find, you know, they want to open it. Yeah. That's, I think it comes in like, I think depending on what you need to do, because I think what happens is you have the mega digital entrepreneurs who have these webinars or have these e-courses and they have millions of people on your list. So if you end up having a million people on your email list and 10% of those people do buy your course in it courses, $30. It does add up. That makes yeah. sense to me. But that's not what I want to do. I don't know if that's what you want to do. That's not what I'm interested in doing. I don't... To me, it's about the quality of my list. And right now, I feel like I have really good open numbers. Like I talked about, it's like 27 to 30%. Yeah. That's great for me. And my numbers are not that high. I do not have that many people on my list. It's more than 100 people, but it's not more than 500 people. So it's not like I'm... But people are actually people. opening right, it. Right, exactly. And that's like, for me, like, again, from starting like from the bottom, I kind of feel like that's what I want is I want people to sign up who are actually going to, to be, read it. Yeah, yeah. Like I never want somebody to be like seeing my name in their inbox and be like, Oh God, here we go again. Like Charisma, <laughs> this girl. <She's> here. <laughs> so I, that's what I really want to aim for is having a newsletter that people yeah, I definitely are. Think and I never see like, I mean, I'm sure that they're out there, but I just don't see a lot of like blog posts or content out there that's like how to get people to open your newsletter. No, because somebody doesn't care if people open it. They just <laughs> want to say, I have 100,000 subscribers. And to me, that doesn't mean... Yeah, I'm like, if you're squad. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean like, anything to me. And of course, like, ratios are always, I mean, again, yes, having 30% cute. of people open it is really fantastic. So don't yeah. think that if, you know, you, not everyone's not opening yours, you're not doing yeah. great. I it's hard to get people, people to, to open it. And then you need to transfer those people to sales. And that's a yeah. totally different, like, you know, dynamic. That's a totally different thing to bite off more than you can chew on because I don't know how to get people to buy things from a newsletter. People really don't buy things from my newsletters. They don't go and they don't, they may go to the shop, but they don't buy anything. And I need to figure out how to make that in, like that return better and I don't think it's just growing my list is going to help people buy things. I need to figure out why people aren't buying things now from the people that I do have before I can get another 10,000 yeah, people added exactly. to it. I want people to actually buy things and to me it's just because I just was like hey I have new stuff go buy it instead of saying like this is what it's about. <laughs> like, yeah. Look this is a picture of a card click it and buy it. Like, there's well, no... I can tell you, like, Tom sends me newsletters and, like, I'm a sucker for, I like, love anything to do with Tom. the Tom's And whenever they send me a newsletter and it's like, this is why you should buy this and I'm it helps like, people and I, I just buy everything. Immediately, yeah. I added to the cart the little Valentine shoes. Yes! Them for my kid. Well, so I'll say, like, on top of, like, Tom <laughs> sending me that, people on Facebook and Twitter have, like, sent me, they're like, hey, I think you would like these shoes. Like, pe friends I know will just send me, yeah. like, Tom stuff. And I'm yeah. like, guys, don't, don't make I the addiction like, worse. I have, like, baby Toms are my new addiction. I got, I like, one pair, and now I'm obsessed with baby Toms. They're really Because they're really inexpensive. I know, they're less expensive. It makes the me adult, jealous. And they, like, go on clearance, like, all of the time, which is crazy. And you get them in a couple of, you get them, like, three days. Like, I ordered them, and it came, like, th in three days. I was so surprised. So I'm obsessed with baby Toms. 
Um, but Tom's has a really good email. Like their newsletter is amazing. It's it's well designed. It's like once a day or maybe once or twice a week or something. Like it's not, yeah, like a few times a week. Yeah, yeah, but it's really like nice, and it's just like hey, buy from us. You know you want to, and I'm always like yes, I do. And it's like look at look at these people. You could look help if you buy these pictures. shoes, and you're like oh, those shoes are cute. I want to help the people. You guys are right. doing nice stuff with my money, and it just makes you yeah. I think the math on growing the list does make sense to me. It absolutely does. I've seen it proven. I've had friends who've made a ton of money from having a lot of people. But for what I do, it wouldn't make sense because yeah. it's just such a personal brand. It wouldn't make sense for me to have 10,000 people on my list and only like eight of them are opening it. Well, I think like, I guess for a lot of people that sell, um, you know, ebooks and things like that, yeah. if you have a ton of people and then only 10% only are buying it, and then it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense yeah. you're getting like a lot of, I mean, and that's great. Passive income is great. I am no stranger to having passive income. Get your money. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Get that money. Get that money. Like, I'm not complaining, but for me, it's just, it's not what I'm doing. Like, I don't have, I have, I had one ebook. And then people did buy the ebook. I'm like, I don't know why. What is it that you need to buy? But people did buy it, so it does work. But I just, I don't know if making creative. Speaking of getting that me. money, <laughs> like I think it was our first or second podcast. You said that when you got pregnant, you were like, oh man, like I'm gonna have to start like stop like side things for a minute because this baby is coming. And you were like, my philosophy is if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. <laughs> and I told John, I was like, we need to like adopt that philosophy <laughs> this year. Dollars, like, we, we have a lot of traveling that we want to do, like, towards the second half of the year, and I was like, oh, man, that's what we need to do this year, is just be like, so we tell ourselves all the time, like, <laughs> randomly, like, you know, like, something will happen that we just really aren't feeling we don't want to yeah. do, and we'll look at each other and be like, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them all now all the time. I'm like, if it's not making me money, I gotta do other things, Francine, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she'll, she'll get over it, but to me, I mean, it does like they're just I think if you know why you want your newsletter growing your list to the way that you want it makes sense I just I don't need 10,000 emails right now right now personally I don't need it maybe next year I'll be like I got 35,000 people reading these emails and I can please change my mind right now I'm okay with the numbers I have I would definitely I mean like I think that there is definitely a benefit to growing your newsletter and right. I think there's a definite you definitely don't want to just I mean I don't think you want to talk to just 10 people exactly it's but... <laughs> beneficial to have high numbers I think but I would love to see a shift in more people saying how do you get okay, people open up? yeah here's yeah. how you get people and to who's open actually it. clicking on like because you also get like analytics for or that. just like how you talked about like in your newsletter like creating a better newsletter like beyond getting a, a high list how do we create a better one how do we, like I think the conversation needs yeah. to shift a little bit more to the quality the content and, um, you know, getting people to actually interact with right. said newsletter. Right, And people will actually say your newsletter is good. Because if I'm reading a newsletter, and I've gotten people, like, and I've subscribed to newsletters because other people are like, this newsletter is great, and I subscribe to it, and I'm like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? But, I mean, they do. At least they have someone saying that it's great. I think that's the, what we want. We all want people to believe in our product and believe in what we do. So I think that's beneficial, just getting people to be excited about what you do. 
And there are newsletters that I absolutely adore outside of the salesy ones. Um, Tomorrow Looks Bright is like a newsletter that comes, I think, once a month featuring creative black women. And it's so pretty. It is I showed it to Carissa. Stunning. It is just I was like, I just thought, beautiful. I didn't realize it was even a newsletter. Yeah, actually. it looks like a blog post. Like yeah, a really well photojournal, um, journalistic blog post. But it's just a newsletter and I love it. I loved um, Organized Creative and that comes from Happy Muse Letters. And I'll put all this in the show notes. I love their newsletter as well. It's similar has a little bit more extra content and there were just a few that have now switched to like either magazines or some things that have not that are no longer great newsletters but um another person who sells really well is these are things which is a print shop i love their newsletters they're just really cute and funky and they're like come buy this pen and they're really like they're really cute um jen and omar i've followed them for years they're a really cute couple that do really awesome things so those are newsletters that i love um you can also use different types of clients um you talked about MailChimp and Campaign Monitor. There's also Benchmark, which is free. Constant Contact is $15 a month starting. Um, Vertical Response is free. And AWeber is another one that's like $19 a month. And I'll put notes, um, links for those in the show notes as well. People love those. Those are the top, like, five that I hear about all the time. Well, six, you include um, MailChimp. So, yeah, that's, that's what that's I got. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, we are going to wrap up, but as usual, you can um, contact us on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod, Instagram and Facebook at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And if you have um, a newsletter that either A, you think is just really awesome right. and you think that I should see, um, or Change B, our minds. <laughs> we sound like newsletter doubters in this whole podcast and we want to know we are wrong. So well, please, I would say like, and I, I need like inspiration. So if yours is awesome... You know, send it to me, and I love I I want like an inbox that's full of great, beautiful newsletters. Seriously. So send it to me. And then if on the flip side, if you want advice, or you know, you kind of are like, mm, I don't know, you know, send it to us. Angel can look at it, and right. she might be a little rough on you, but I won't be rough. <laughs> I am a baby. But like, you know, I'll treat she'll you. I'll treat you lovely. But she'll let you know what you know what you could change about it. But yeah. we love to see newsletters, so send it to us, Facebook um, us, yeah. Instagram you can us. Email us at hello at hardandhustlepodcast dot com. Yeah, if you don't want other people to see it, if you don't want it on the <laughs> yeah. on the you know social media sites, then you can email it to us as well, and we'd love to check it out. Right, and um, Fridays starting like we started last uh, two Fridays ago. I didn't do it last Friday because you can't hear it. I sound like I'm dying because I am. So Friday I was dying and I couldn't do it. But we're doing the links for the weekend so you can have something to read. Yeah, so check out the blog because that'll be on there. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said um, last week, be sure to follow us on Periscope. Right. um, Just add our names, both of us, Angelica Yard, Chris Moran, because we're going to be sharing some awesome content there starting next Tuesday. Yeah. So we will see you guys next week. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.